listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Welcome in. Welcome to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hope you're all well. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate the listens. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in and listening to the My Teams, My Thoughts segments. Uh, lucky for you guys, we have two this week. This is the second of two. Tuesday, we obviously had uh, Paul Brunt coming on talking about the, the Panthers. Very good chat. Very much suggest that you check all those out and the other other ones that we've done too. Did uh, the 49ers last week and uh, we'll have two more again for you. Next week, we will have the Titans and we will also have the Jaguars, our Jacksonville Jaguars. Not really much to, to talk about prior to um, the, the Chargers today. We're having a chat with Lee Wakefield, obviously one of the guests who writes for us on the website and covered the draft with us. He, obviously, he's into his, his college football. Uh, but before we get into that yet, yeah, just a couple of bits. Uh, just on a personal note, I've added to my NFL jersey collection, I've added a Washington Donovan McNabb shirt. I don't know if you've seen it on social media there, the old uh, the old trustful boomerang doing, doing the bizzo. Today I'm wearing my throwback Los Angeles Chargers Lance Allworth top. And that's how I'll do that because we're obviously talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. The OTAs have started, so there's there's lots of uh, videos going about and you know, all the players, the OTAs obviously are optional for players to come in and train. To, you know, it's mainly rookies and guys that maybe were injured last season to come and get in a bit of chemistry with the quarterback or you know, get some get some training reps under their under their belt get some fitness back the other what the two two bits of news really uh, aside from the charges which we'll be talking about shortly the nfl teams and players have all passed a national anthem policy which basically means that yeah, it's f- frankly quite ridiculous i thought that the the issue had gone away you know the players had done their protests but no they seem to have made a, a stand on you know and actually put it into the rule books about what they can and can't do so you know the NFL allows players to stay in the locker room if they don't want to come out for the national anthem, but basically if they're out for the national anthem, they have to stand and you know not kneel and do any of that other the other stuff that we we're doing last season. I uh, can't quite remember off the top of my head the penalties. I think it's like a fifteen yard penalty, but then if yeah if both players do it, if players do it from both sides, then how 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 does that work? Replay replay the national anthem? I don't know. Um, seems seems absolutely ludicrous to me, but there we go. Uh, just one other bit of news, uh, Colts coaches are not worried that Andrew Luck is not thrown yet. Um, yep, there, that's all that kind of needs to be said on that one. And then for those of you who are new to the show, I did a piece a while back on the website, 14 yardscom uh, I don't think that Andrew Luck will ever play again on, the, on an NFL field, so if you want to go and check that article out, that's uh, down on the blog blog section of the, pod, of the website there. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show... At Full Ten Yards on Twitter and Instagram, we also have a Facebook page. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher. So if you want to, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, review, do all that kind of luck. If you are that way inclined, but um, like I say, there's not really much news apart from the, the big main news that, that was out on Monday was uh, Hunter Henry uh, suffered a, a non a non impact ACL tear uh, that pretty much does him for the 2018 season. And I'm sure my next guest would love to talk about that. So let's get to it. Okay, so it's time to talk Chargers. And it's time to bring on Lee Wakefield. Uh, great, 
big friend of the show. Obviously, does lots of writing for us on the website, which is we are very, very grateful for here on the Full Ten Yards podcast. Uh, Lee, I have to ask are you: are you over the Hunter Henry uh, injury yet? Uh, no, I think it's going to take a while. If I'm honest, it's a real big blow that one. I'm sure we'll uh, talk more about that later on. I, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I, it, every year, we every year for the last couple of years since he's been in the league, we think, oh, this guy's going to break out this year. And obviously, last year, Antonio Cates got, got kind of in the way, but this year it was all all guns blazing. I had my anti-post bet on the Chargers, which is obviously you know. <laughs> not as uh, happy with it now as I was when I, when I put it on, but uh, yeah, the guy just can't seem to get to get on the field for the whole game and get probably what he deserves in terms of targets and receptions. Yeah, like you say, um, it was all it was all clear for him really. You know, Antonio Gates has now um, left, been caught, and um, yeah, it was all it was all big gear, it was all gearing up to be a really nice season for Emery, and uh, I thought he was going to have a really good year. But obviously, that's uh, the Charger injury. Uh, Injury curse has struck again. Yeah, the, and yeah. it's just another one. Just another one that's going to set us back a little bit. But yeah, cool. I, think, I think it will be fine. Yeah, I think I think um, there's there's already a couple of people that have been casualties to the ACL tear. I think it was three or four I saw on a tweet uh, on my timeline. I can't I can't remember who they were off the top of my head, but um, yeah, the, the the injury curse always seems to follow the charges around. I think they were okay last season, but um, yeah, obviously the season before they're actually yeah. decimated, but. Them and the Ravens, the Ravens always seem to have injuries as well. But um, anyway, that's for, uh, yeah, like I say, that's a bit for a bit later. So this is the fourth instalment, I think, now of the My Team, My Thought series. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Chargers. Uh, Lee, um, so do you just want to give us a bit of background into how you got on, into the Chargers, how you got into the NFL and uh, a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, um, so yeah, I'm just a bit of a sports junkie, really. So I just, I've always been into sport. I watch, I watch a lot of sport, especially when I was growing up. Uh, but obviously being British, just mainly into soccer or you know football as we call it over here, um, and then just kind of like uh, been going off that a little bit recently, uh, not completely, but just a bit more than I have been when I was a kid. So just tried to find um, find something to fill the void a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, about ten years ago, I just started watching um, just bored um, in mum and dad's bedroom. Uh, sorry, mum and dad's house in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a bit of a weird. Uh, <laughs> weird <laughs> how many how many years ago was this, Lee? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Did you did you um, wet the bed and have to get in? <laughs> sorry, lots of Sorry, so yeah, just uh, in my in my bedroom at my mum and dad's house about ten years ago. Just just flicked on uh, Sky on a Sunday evening. Just started watching football and it just held my interest. So I just carried on carried on watching that really. Mm. So do you um with obviously you say you you obviously play soccer as well. I'm 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 pretty much the same. I've, I think this season, halfway through the season, I play a lot of fantasy football. Obviously, soccer is another one I play, but I, I've kind of gave up this season. I've actually, apart from the United games that I watch, I don't. I really am not interested in football. I'm not really interested in the World Cup. Uh, although one of my drafts, uh, the, one of the commissioner uh, leagues that I'm a commissioner of, I've, we drew out teams of the hat for the World Cup, and how depending on how oh, far your team gets is how high up you are in the draft picks. Obviously, if you win, you get first pick, oh, etc., etc. Et so that's an. So not a bad, not a bad way of doing it. So every every year, I do something stupid and pick names out of a hat, like in a weird way. So I wear weird shirts. Or a couple of years ago, I was wearing nothing but boxes and a and a bride to be sash. But it, that's for that's for another <laughs> podcast. That's for another. That's for another podcast, maybe. But um, yeah, no, yeah. football football's really really gone downhill for me. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite interesting that. NFL goes up, football goes down, but yeah, not really not into into football. So uh, yeah, so why? How come? How did you choose the Chargers? So, um, like I say, I was just uh, watching, just casually, just for maybe a season or two before I actually like laid a marker down and like picked the team for 
myself. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's just one of the things, a couple of things stood out for me about the Chargers. Um, first and foremost, they had like a young, at the time, they had like a young up and coming quarterback, Billy Rivers, obviously still there. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's he, not young he anymore. He just really caught my eye at the time. Um, so I, I just sort of thought it'd be good to get into a franchise who's going to have maybe a good quarterback, one that's going to stick around yeah. and someone who can get behind for a long time. And second of all, another player that really caught my eye was Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah. I always say, when people ask, I always say that he's really the reason that I'm a Chargers fan because he was just so exciting uh, yeah. from the running back position, which at first, when I first started watching, was my favourite position. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was just kind of like, oh, LT plays the Chargers, so therefore I'll start supporting them. Yeah. And then, as I said, the third little, little thing is, um, just going back to soccer, I'm a Leeds United fan. So, obviously, uh, San Diego at the time and LA now, obviously, wear, wear white, yellow and blue, which is the same as the Leeds colours. So, yeah. that kind of uh, kind of stuck it over the line, really, for me. Yeah. That's another little reason. That's another, that's another thing. I'm never going to be able to get over to say in San Diego. I'm, yeah, I'm wearing a San Diego top, so... Um, yeah, it's, still, yeah, it's still weird. It, 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 might, it might be easier when they move to a, their proper stadium and that, but um, yeah, it's still a couple of years. I mean, for for the Rams, it's, it's easy now to say the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, St. Louis wasn't really one that stuck stuck in my brain, but uh, yeah, there we go. I wonder what it'd be like with. Uh, I'll probably call Oakland Oakland for a little while when they move to Las Vegas, no doubt. But um, definitely, yeah. absolutely, because with the Rams and the the, the Raiders, especially that they've got history in Los Angeles and Oakland, respectively. Yeah. So it kind of makes it a lot easier to sort of picture in your mind and then it just slips on the pong, like you say. Yeah. But obviously, Las Vegas only got one sports franchise, and that's quite a new franchise, yeah. the, I believe, Knights in Hockey. Yeah. Uh, and that, that they just don't have sports franchises, so that's going to be a really difficult one to get over. Yeah. All right, so obviously a Chargers fan. Uh, have, you, have, you, have you got any particular favourite moments or worst moments being being a Chargers fan? I suppose last year was, pre- was pretty... Uh, not nail-biting is probably the wrong word, but frustrating I suppose I don't know if that would be a worse moment as a, as a Chargers fan have you got any moments there that stick out for you since you've been watching NFL the, well, apart from the, the few early years like the whole time that I've supported the Chargers for you know for the past you know, seven or eight years it's been really like, up and down there's been a lot of up and downs really but two two like um, moments really stick out in my mind for the best moment it was uh, the playoff win in 2014 against Cincinnati okay the, the most recent playoff uh, appearance that we had, and there was just there was just a moment that in in that playoff game where I think the, the Bengals had actually a better record in the regular season than we did, yeah. and um, it was a wild card game anyway. And uh, there was just a fumble by Giovanni Bernard, and I just thought uh, it's just an amazing moment. It just always stuck with me. Is uh, you know we've not been to the playoffs since, and I just maybe always just remember <laughs> that and long for long for that kind of moment again. Yeah. And I just thought that was um, just the moment where we we're definitely going to win that game and kind of sealed it and uh, yeah we, we were going to experience more player football we went out to the Denver Broncos the next game but um, you know hopefully those good times are coming back yeah well like I said that's put a good segue into last season in so obviously just missed out on the playoffs I think it was due down to a conference record was it yeah it was really close and it shouldn't have even been that close really no. you know down no. to kickers which I'm sure we'll come on to a little bit later on yeah. again but yeah it was on, it was just on the record yeah. uh, a lot of tiebreakers but I think there was three Teams that ended nine and seven, and yeah, we just lost out in the end. Yeah, yeah. we shouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, like, if if Austin Eckler hadn't have fumbled against the Jaguars, or you know, the, one of the the kick went through the uprights, um, you'd, you'd have seen the, the Chargers in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, there's so many uh, little moments where you can you can look back over the season and you can sort of say, 
what if that, that kick had gone through, you know, first game, uh, the kick gets blocked to go yeah. to overtime when we had all the momentum. Yeah. The next game, uh, what was it the next game? The game against Miami anyway, that was early on in the season where the kick crew had the kick to win. Yeah. And that went wide. Um, then, like you said, the, the Eckler fumble, we should have beat the Jags anyway because we had two interceptions in the last two minutes. Yeah. And you're wondering, how, how does someone, how does a team, Team lose uh, yeah. having two interceptions in the last ten minutes, whilst the last two minutes, sorry, whilst leading. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> when you think about it, that's actually really, 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 really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the the you know they always bring up like the win percentages, you know the probability. Like they must have been in the high nineties, especially after the second one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah well, I'd, I'd put it over hundred percent if I'm if I'm quite honest, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all. In the, uh, yeah, that's that's all. That's all history now. But uh, yeah, so the other couple of things. Obviously, um, you, you had to deal with a stadium move to the, the StubHub Center, I think, wasn't it? And um, it, you know, you didn't really have an, a real number two to help Keenan Allen uh, in the in the wide receiver position. But the, you know, on the on the good side, you helped. Um, you know, Rivers had one of his career years, had a really good year. Um, Keenan Allen full full season of health, uh, and you know, we saw how effective those two Rivers and, and Allen were on the field together. And you also ended the the career of Nathan Peatman. So, you know, there, there were some there were <laughs> plenty of momentum going into into this season. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, we ended ended the season really really well, and hopefully, it's just, we're just going to pick up that. Obviously, it's not it's never as simple as that because you have roster changes and things like that, yeah. comings and goings. It's never as simple as just picking up from where you left off. But yeah, there's a lot of we just gone over a lot of negative from talking about when you know, how we could have won in certain games and how we could have got into the playoffs. And there's a lot of positives come from that uh, yeah. season last year, yeah. of which you you know you just mentioned uh, Alan having a uh, full 16 game slate is is probably one of the biggest ones because when he is healthy, in my opinion, he's one of the the best wide receivers in the league, and there's not yeah. many people who can guard him at the yeah. cornerback position. And if we if we get him again for 16 games, then other uh, defenses are going to have a real problem again guarding him. Because I think, as Mike Williams, who you mentioned, could step up into that number two role. Yeah. And because uh, he's apparently looking really good in uh, training camp, as, even though we're only a few days in, and yep. there's obviously a lot of positivity coming out. And that's yeah, I think I think it's that time of the season where everyone. I think I saw a report today that the um, the, the Brian Tannehill to Danny Amendola was looking pretty good in OTAs, but then, well, yeah, you kind of take them with a pinch yeah. of salt. All the reporters so, are trying to get get stuff out about their team and saying how good they are, kind of stuff. But so. there's never anything negative at this time of year. Obviously. No, no. Well, well no. I really think that Mike Williams could, and the reason why they selected him so high in the draft last year. Yeah, uh, he showed it in his collegiate career as well. So there's definitely talent there. He just needs to get healthy and uh, um, and uh, get on the field really, and then show us what he's about. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got Mike, you have Mike Williams there. You've got Travis Benjamin. You've got Tyrell Williams stepped up a couple of years ago as well, but he was he was good in parts last season. I mean, it's a, it's a nightmare for fantasy, but you know, Keenan Allen, like I say, he's the he's the the target monster in in that offense, and I think he's he's really the only one that, that Philip Rivers actually trusts. Um, obviously, Hunter Henry, I think he would have been there as well this year had he be, been on the field. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what, yeah, the, that, what, the, what the Chargers do this season. Yeah, that connect. Like just to go about that connection with Hunter Henry was definitely like they were definitely working up some chemistry last year, and he um, was going to be that sort of. Although he's not a wide receiver, he was going to be that second option on yeah. offense. Which is obviously, a big shame why he's not going to be there. Yeah, but I think. Uh, Ken Wisenhunt and Anthony Lynn, the you know offensive coordinator and the head coach, they'll be working together right now, and they'll be putting together a game plan and um, you know to cover the loss of Hunt Henry. And I think we'll see more uh, three and four wide receiver sets 
Because like you say, we've got we've got good core wide receivers there, and yeah. um, we just have to mask the loss of Hunter Henry. Yeah. Um, that's what bringing a free agent. There's not a lot there in terms of receiving tight ends on our roster at the moment. No, no. I mean, I've, certainly if Mike if Mike Williams steps up, I think the it will cover Hunter Henry's uh, loss there, and, and I think they'll be one of the best one of the best offenses in certainly in the AFC anyway. Um, if if not the league, but um, yeah, I mean, off season has been steady but slow, I suppose, for the Chargers. Uh, only one big, really big, big off season move in free agency. Mike Pouncey uh, on the offensive line there. I think that's quite a good move again if he can stay healthy for sixteen games. Uh, and then the draft, obviously, being the Chargers fan, we covered that a lot in the draft. Derwin James on on defense there, making making them as as one of the most feared defenses in the league, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know. What your thoughts were on the Chargers off-season in free agency in the draft? Yeah, like you said, a pretty typical uh, Chargers off-season. Really, we never really go after the big free agents. We never make blockbuster trades. Um, if you're sat here as a Chargers fan expecting either of those things to happen, especially in a Tom Telesco, then you just you're just kidding yourself. Really, uh, pretty typical. Like you say, we've brought in uh, a good uh, offensive line in Mike Pouncey. I think he'll be um, able to elevate with his experience. He'll be able to elevate the play of the other offensive linemen around him. Yeah. Especially since he's going to have uh, two young guards on either side of him in Dan Feeney and Forrest Lamp. Yeah. Uh, really excited to see Forrest Lamp actually after we missed all of last season with an ACL tear. Just yeah. on, on the topic of the podcast so so far. <laughs> but I think he's a good. I think um, Mike Pouncey is a good athletic fit. Yeah. For Chargers um, offensive line, he's quite athletic. He, as long as he can stay healthy, like you say, he's going to be moving and pulling and uh, getting blocked in the second level. He's, we don't generally have like big beefy linemen with like um, you know athletic. Lyman who can move well in space under Anthony Lynn, I think he fits that really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, moving on to the other side of the ball, like you say, if everything clicks um, for the defence, then uh, yeah, it will will be possibly one of the top two or three uh, defence in the whole league. Um, I think they've added really well in the draft. Um, there's going to be more familiarity in Gus Bradley's system, so I think uh, he's going to dream up some great ways to use all the pieces that we've got. Because we've got a lot of versatility on our defence right now. Yeah, um, yeah, certainly agree. But I think he's gonna. He's a good defensive mind, so I think he'll he'll um, toss out how to use all the players to the best of their abilities and get a lot out of people. Yeah, sort of like the more of the sum of their parts sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't put this on the rundown, but I don't know. How do you feel about Melvin Gordon in the in the backfield there? So, obviously, you've got Marquise Pouncey, and you know you like the athletic guys to to do some funky stuff on in on your runs. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they do like to bounce stuff to the outside and outside the edges, and do like stretch plays and. And all the rest of it. I don't. How do, how do you feel about Melvin Gordon as a player on, on the team? Obviously, he's he has his spurts. I think uh, as a, as a charger. Obviously, he had over 1,100 yards last year, but um, he always. I don't know. He always seems to either be under. Uh, what's the word? Underestimated or like taken for granted a little bit. But I, I quite like Melvin Gordon. But he never seems to get his you know his 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 dues as a as a running back. Yeah, I, I really like him. I think he's a good player. I think he struggles a little bit with his consistency. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. why sometimes he flats to deceive a little bit. Yeah. He obviously had a really terrible rookie year where he didn't actually even score a touchdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he I remember that. Up a bit. But he's improved year on year. Yeah. Um, like you say, he went over 1,000 yards for the first time last year. Yeah. But I think some of, some of that is down to, obviously this, this year was the first under Anthony Lynn just gone. Yeah. And before that, we didn't have a great offensive line. We had a lot of injuries along the offensive line. Um, and I think Mike McCoy wanted to pass it a lot more. Anthony Lynn wants to run a lot more um, run-heavy offense. Uh, so I think Melvin Goldman has become a bit more of a feature, um, yeah. especially as Philip Rivers gets a little bit older and obviously he's not going to be around for too much longer. 
I think the offense could be handed over to uh, Melvin Gordon in the long run. Yeah. But he really doesn't even. He needs to um, just step it up in his consistency. He gets a lot of touches, but he's never actually managed to average for a whole season all before he had to carry. Which yeah. Is a bit of a it's funny you say that. Cause I've just I literally just pulled up his stats. I've, I've, I have a spreadsheet where I keep all the information. Like so, obviously three years. Uh, yeah, 284 attempts last season over, over 1,100 yards, 1,105 to be exact. But his last two years, 3.9 yards per carry in each in each um, in each of the last two seasons. That's, that's obviously that's not great as a as a running as a running back. But he's a, he's, a, he's getting the volume, he's getting the attempts. And I say he finished in in fantasy six um, standard scoring, six and tenth running backs in the last two years. So you know it's it's not that, it's not pretty, but. Is- that's one thing that he has excelled at in, in fantasy. I've noticed that. I've had him on my, my team the last couple of years in a couple of the leagues that I'm in. And he does get fantasy production because in the last couple of years he scored touchdowns. In the first year, obviously, he didn't. But in the last yeah. couple of years, he has. And he yeah. gets yards and he'll have big games every now and then. He just um, can't be relied on week to week, I would say. Yeah, I mean, last two seasons, he's had 12, 12 touchdowns in his last two seasons. Last year, he had four four in the air, eight on the ground. But, um, yeah, I mean, he does he does a lot for, for um, the Chargers. But, like I say, it just doesn't... If you have him on your team, you don't expect him to give you the, the really high scores like a Le'Veon Bell or Zeke Elliott kind of stuff. But he doesn't. But he. But unfortunately, he also gives you the floor where he can get not a lot, um, and can leave you yeah. kind of scratching your head a little bit. But yeah, like I say, I think, especially as well with with Henry being out for, for the season and Virgil Green coming in at tight end, unless they sign someone else. But I do I do think uh, it kind of had a bit of an epiphany that they're probably run the ball a bit more, uh, which is silly when you think that Melvin Gordon last year had two hundred eighty four carries. Well, yeah, well, I think we will be running the ball. I think, like I say, like I said a minute ago, I think we'll be heading more towards a, a run, run first, defense first kind of team yeah. in general. Yeah. And I think that'll play to Melvin Gordon. Obviously, we drafted another running back um, in Justin Jackson. Yeah. In the draft just Netflix, just gone, um, and we've got Austin Eckler. Obviously, had a really uh, positive season last year in his first year. Yeah. So we might be more of a committee, uh, which might suit Melvin Gordon a little bit more. Yeah. Pressure and all the um, attention on him, uh, but obviously Philip Rivers is going to take some attention away from them with his passing ability. Yeah. But I think the, the biggest thing is just to see what the new offensive line does because obviously yeah. Forest Lamp is coming back, Dan Feeney's in year two, and we've got Pouncey now as well. So we'll see how how they all fit together, and I think that could be the key really because I think, like I said earlier, the the, the thing that he struggled with the most uh, in his first year was the fact that we didn't really have a good offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly certainly a t- it's a common tandem. So you know, look at Jacksonville and and all those other teams that have a really good defense. They they do just it just lay, it uh, plays itself towards running the ball a bit more. I do I do think Austin Eckler getting a bit more would will actually help Melvin Gordon because you know have, Melvin Gordon being a three down back at times it probably doesn't suit him as much as it would some other some other running backs. So it'd probably be good to see a bit more of Eckler for for Melvin Gordon's production. Um, yeah, no, I'm quite interested because I think. In my, yeah, you're looking at Melvin Gordon in the back end of the first round, start of the second round in, in drafts. And I think when you're taking him in that position, you know, they're the kind of players that are your studs and perhaps Melvin Gordon's not really ever seen in, in that light. But um yeah, we we'll see we we'll see how they go. Obviously you can hopefully get them at least to the playoffs anyway for, for my anti post bet, but we uh, we shall see on that one. Yeah, we'll see. I think I think we're a good bet to the playoffs. I'm sure we'll come on to that a little bit more later on. But yeah, I think I think uh, I'm giving myself up for a playoff season. Yeah, so yeah, let's well let's talk about next season then. So expectations, I suppose, uh, certainly from my point of view, I, I certainly expect them to win the division. You know, there's question marks about all the other teams. You've, uh, Oakland, I think we can. I'm I'm quite happy to disregard because um, it's basically taken four years to get to 2018 to actually play. But 
considering <laughs> the ages of their, their players. But yeah, you know, the Denver, Case Keenum, new quarterback. Uh, they've got new, they're going to have a new running back there as well. Uh, is it Royce Freeman? I think off the top of my head. Um, right, so yeah. you know, there's, there's there's things in the offense there that that might not click or might take a bit of time to gel. And then you've got um, who's there on Kansas City? Patrick Mahomes. He could be absolutely anything. Um, their defense is not great, but again, you know, there's there's change there. And I think the Chargers have had a bit of stability now for a couple of years. I think they're probably going into the season team to beat. That's it. That's exactly what I was about to say. The, the stability that we've got, we've got obviously the, the veteran quarterback. Um, all our all our coaches have stayed the same coming into this season. Now we've only added to our roster. You can't really say that we've lost a great deal apart from no. the injury. Yeah. Uh, now and, and everyone else is going through a little bit of turnover in terms of you know quarterback or just generally in the in their franchise as a whole. Yeah. Oakland had a really bad draft in my opinion, so they they're starting from sort of a negative position with that. Denver, we've got, like I say, Keenum, who's a bit limited, although I think their defence is pretty good this year, with uh, obviously with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller yeah. coming off the edge, and they've still got like some decent uh, secondary players, even though they lost uh, Tlaib to the Rams. Uh, but yeah, it's all about all between ourselves and Kansas City, really. We've got an awful record against them. Uh, we've yeah, that's crazy. We've been over the last four years, yeah. uh, you know, home and away, against the Blows my, blows my mind. I, I, you know, obviously, I watch Chargers and Chargers Kansas City games are actually quite quite fun to watch. But I didn't realise there was there was that, it was that oh, terrible. Oh. So I suppose I suppose first and foremost, one of the main goals would be beating Kansas City in in week one. I believe you you have them at home. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So Patrick Mahomes will be making his uh, well, he's not his debut because he played last year, but he'll be making his second start. Yeah. Um, against us and our our defense, so that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, quite, uh, but yeah, Andy Reid's just um, got our number at the moment, which is unfortunate to say, but it's it's the truth. Uh, I'll go out go as far as to say that. And um, yeah, we need to we need to get over that hump. You know, we we've been talked up in the media a lot over in the states, and there's a lot of chatter. You know, people asking me, you know, like yourself, how we're going to do, and things like that. And we are we are going to be going close, but we've got to get over that hump and beat the Chiefs and make sure that we stay above them. Yeah, I mean, I think that the schedule, I've got the schedule in front of me here, and I looked at it a bit earlier. It's quite a favourable schedule. Um, obviously, you start off um, home to the Chiefs, and then you're at Bills, at Rams, and then 49ers. So I think the first first four games, depending on how they come out of them, first four games, I think will tell us whether the Chargers are ready to go to go to the playoffs and make a deep playoff run. I, I mean, I'd certainly, at worst, want to be 2-2 two and two from that. I mean, at Rams will be, will be difficult, but, you know, they, they were... Embarrassed by the Falcons and and a, a decent offense. Uh, I know they've they've added a lot to their defense in the off season, but that that that'll be a good game. But there's quite there's quite a lot of watchable games this year for the Chargers. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we're uh, we'll I think we'll be uh, yeah a fun team to watch certainly. I think the period that you were just talking about, I think I don't think we leave LA for three or four weeks. I've not I've not got the schedule in front of me. Um, so you're at, at at Bills week two, um, but yeah, you got LA oh, LA Rams. Well, don't really travel a great deal because we've got the 49ers around there as well. Yeah, so at, at Rams and at four, uh, at Rams and home to 49ers, um, mm. Chiefs obviously week one as well, but the first four weeks. And then week five is Oakland as well. So Yeah, so there's not a lot of travelling, which obviously is, um, is a positive. Yeah. Um, then we, we have a weird um, run because we've got the Wembley game where, we, where we're away from LA for quite a while. Yeah. So I think it is quite important to start well yeah no i forgot about that because that's yeah because you've got the sea you've got the seahawks on the off off when you you have a buy then the seahawks um yeah then the seahawks away uh sorry at, at london so that's, that's quite interesting because only you have the buy after the after the london game but it's quite interesting that they've gone by week then 
then London. But obviously, then you've got you've got two weeks to prepare for that game, and uh, the week after yeah. that, you're near enough home anyway at, at the Raiders. So, yeah, no, I've, I've totally forgot about the uh, Chargers. Are you, are you going to the game? I am. Yeah, I got a ticket. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. I tried to get t- tickets for the Jags um, Eagles game, but um, all the touts. There's quite a lot. There's quite a lot of stuff going on at the moment about all the tickets. It's, it's, I wonder what will uh, come of that, but that's that's for another another day. But yeah, no, as I say, you've got the Browns on the schedule. You've got the Oakland Raiders twice. I've got you've you know, uh, Seahawks at a neutral venue. That should be a win. I, obviously, I, I ticked that off. I think if you were going to Seattle, I think you'd win there anyway. But um, then the other non the other non divisional teams: Arizona, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, uh, and Baltimore. Uh, that you know, you can probably at least split or do better than half, half win, win half of those. So, I think it should be a good season. I think I, I earmark them for about nine or ten wins. Are you? I suppose you're in the same ballpark. Yeah, I, I think um, I was talking about this um, just after the draft with someone. And I think I said ten or eleven. So yeah, same, same ballpark. Yeah, I'm expecting a good season. I think it just depends on the division games. Obviously, there's a lot of um, yeah. close division games. We've got a great record at mile, mile high either, and obviously that's another uh, obstacle to overcome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if you split, even if you split the Kansas and the Denver games, you know, you'd probably be disappointed if you didn't win both Raiders games. But you can easily get yeah. to to nine or ten there, I think. Um, but I think it's it's the kind of schedule that will, if you if you're not if you're not playing well as a team or you're not performing very well, you could easily be a less than five hundred. But then if you are performing very well, you can easily be a twelve and twelve and fourteen. Yeah, that's kind of what we've been saying about the Chargers for quite a while now. It's yeah, quite difficult yeah. to say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we like last season we've got the off season hype um, up in the states again. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, like I said, I'm quite a positive person anyway when it comes to the Chargers. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this season quite a lot actually. Yeah, no, I am. I'd say I've I've had had a any post um, each way bet on on the on the Chargers side. So I certainly expect because I think the AFC is there to be got out. I think um, yeah, obviously the decline yeah. of Patriots will come at some point. I'm, Pittsburgh are always beatable, and then Jacksonville are just pretty much defense, but. As long as if you can guarantee sixteen games and, and all the rest of it in the in the off season in the sorry in the postseason with Rivers and Allen uh, and all performing to to at least a, a solid level, I, th- I think they they could easily make a, a, a Super Bowl run. Yeah, I think on, on our day, I think we we could the match for anyone. To be honest, and I'd extend that to the Patriots. We played the Patriots last year, and although we lost, um, it's a pretty competitive game. We didn't yeah. lose by a great deal. Um, same with same with the Jags as well. We like we mentioned it earlier. We should have won. Especially yeah. with the interceptions, and I think we're going to be a better team than last year. Yeah. Um. You know, straight from the off. So yeah, I think like I said, the AFC is the weaker conference. Well, so we're definitely uh, going to be in with a shout. If, especially if we can, if we can win these divisional games and we can top the division. Yeah. And you know, you know, ten by. So you know, that obviously boosts our our standings and our uh, potential playoff and Super Bowl run. Yeah, I think the thing I always get with the Chargers, it always seems to be kind of a, ment- a mental or psychological thing with, with the Chargers. And, you know, they, 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 they finally get to a position where they're looking good and they're looking strong. But then just some, some, something always seems to happen to the Chargers to kind of unravel all the good work that they do, whether it be injuries or it be just a fumble or some just something silly that just turns everything on their head. And I think... For the, for the amount of time Rivers has been there, you've got, you've got to think, you know, when when's it going to change? Because the win, the window for Rivers is only going to be what two, three years max. I don't know. I don't yeah, know um, how long he's got left. He's got two years, two years left on his deal, um, and then I can't really see him. Uh, that'll take him up to the new stadium. Yeah. So I, I can't really see him playing in the new stadium. To be honest, I mm. think that's when he will uh, go off into the sunset. But yeah, like you say, um, we always seem to find new ways to win. Uh, sorry, new ways to lose. Um, <laughs> that's what we do. 
that's what we did last year yeah. in so many games you know, and just finding different ways just to, to just let it slip in the end yeah. but I think that like you said I think you're right in what you were saying about the sort of mental aspect of it I think that in, in my opinion came from Mike McCoy and okay. I think he was really sort of um, negative in his play calling negative in his mindset a lot of the time um, even if it was like say if it was four inches and in like midfield, he would sort of punt. Yeah. And there was sort of no, there was no sort of gambling or no sort of like courage in the way he called the games and the way he coached the team. Yeah. And I think that effect on the way you know everything's like very conservative for the players. But I think Anthony Lynn's sort of like a little bit more letting the reins off a little bit. And yeah. I think we'll see that in the coming season. I think we'll be a bit more bold in our play calling and our decisions that he makes as a head coach. Yeah. Is he? Is so it? Is it second year with Anthony Lynn? Second year, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you like, usually find that there's improvement in second year's head coaches and in that anyway. So, yeah, he he said it himself. He said early on he was sort of mismanaging the time and uh, he was maybe throwing out the red flag for challenges a little bit uh, wildly sometimes. And yeah. he he sort of like self assesses really well. That's one thing about Anthony Lynn. I think that's why the players like him so much. He's really honest. He doesn't have any BS or anything like that. He'll just yeah. say it how it is and he says it how it is for himself as well. And he yeah, said, and let's not let's not understate obviously um new stadium, you know, they've probably learned when they were playing in the, in their home stadium last season there wasn't a lot of home fans. They probably had to adjust to that as well. And obviously a second season of that they're gonna understand that they're not really home in the home game. So they've obviously they'll acclimatised to how they play those home games as well. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of things pointing up for the Chargers if they if they want, if they want go out and, and take it. You know, it's not going to be given to them. So, especially in... in um, what could be quite potentially a tough division if uh, all the teams kind of show up. Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, yeah exactly. It's, it's, it was um, a couple of years ago. It's probably the best division in the whole football. Yeah. And we weren't a part of that. But, um, you know, we were at least competitive in, in that division when it was a really, really tough division. And... You know, it's, it's still there. It's still bubbling beneath. No one's in real um, full rebuild mode. Um, so it's still going to be a good division. It's still going to be a tough division. But hopefully we'll come out on top. So for all the fantasy players out there watching, if there's a wide receiver not named Keenan Allen or is it, there's an option there, who, who who would you go for out of the wide receivers as a as someone to step up in uh, next year? Would you go Mike Williams? I would go Mike Williams. Yeah, I think Tyrell Williams will have a good year as well. But he's, um, he's going to be the, like, the number three sort of receiver. Um, and he's a bit inconsistent as well, but I really back, I'd back Mike Williams for a big big year, actually. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people, and he's going to show exactly why we selected him at number seven overall uh, the year before mm. this. Yeah, Mike, because Mike, quite a lot of drafts that I've done, mock drafts and that kind of stuff, that Mike Williams is a, pretty much one of the late-round flyers, and sometimes he doesn't get taken. So, um, yeah, he's, he's certainly someone that I've kind of earmarked, but um, if I don't get Keenan Allen um, at, at wide receivers. So... Talking of players, then. So, are there any players um, past or present present that you, you enjoyed watching as a Chargers fan, or is there any particular player that's currently playing that you'd like to see on the Chargers team would be a good fit for the Chargers? Um, so, as I as I mentioned earlier, Ladainian Tomlinson was yeah. my, my sort of favourite player. First of all, um, he was like the one who caught my eye and uh, made me gravitate towards the Chargers. Uh, obviously, Antonio Gates is obviously a legend. Um, I it was a bit sad to see him go, obviously, but he's. It was the right time to pass the baton to Hunt Henry. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see him play for another team, but I also, in, in the light of Hunt Henry injury, I don't actually want to see him come back either. I just feel like we need more production than he'll give. and yeah. There's not a lot of sentiment a lot of the time. But yeah, definitely one of the, my favourite players um, as I was sort of uh, becoming a Chargers fan and over the last few years. Um, 
currently my favourite players are probably Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen. I just think they're both amazing players, to be honest. I always seem to gravitate towards um, you know, the better players and all. That's, that, that's the yeah, usual yeah. thing to do. But yeah, no, I think I think Bosa just... Um, he can win in so many ways. He's, uh, you know, wins with his uh, power and his strength. But he also is a really good technician. And I feel the same for Keenan Allen as well. He's such a good route runner and he's uh, got a great release off the line. I think he's a very technical receiver. Yeah. And I kind of like that finesse about both of those players. I think that's what makes me gravitate towards them as Chargers players. Um, did you mention our other teams as well? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any other teams or any other players that you you, you like watching or you hate playing against? I suppose from a if you're a play, if you're a Chargers fan, who do, who don't you want to see on the other on the other team? So I've got a couple. I've got a couple of like, like real favourite non-Chargers. A um, couple of quarterbacks actually. So first one is uh, Russell Wilson. Real big fan of his. I just think the way he plays the game and his leadership style are really really both top notch. Um, you know, he he dragged a quite poor Seattle team to quite a few wins last year and just feel the way he does things is really, really admirable. And then Aaron Rodgers is just you just feel like you're witnessing greatness every time, you know, you watch him play, he's, he's just like a wizard really. You know, yeah. some things that he does and some plays that he makes. It's amazing. Being being yeah, being a Dallas fan, I know all about that. So you don't need to <laughs> yeah. don't need to tell me anything about Aaron Rodgers. I've had enough of that guy. Uh, I, I think the last three games was, he's just he's just killed us. The, I was watching the uh, the All or Nothing series on the Cowboys quite recently, and obviously it shows the uh, the uh, comeback win that the Packers had against the Cowboys the year before. Yeah, and that 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 play, I think it was uh, the Lance Kendricks on the boundary, that yeah. amazing catch, or Jared Cook on the tight end, I think it was. Yeah, just things like that. That's what makes me just sit up and just uh, just appreciate Rodgers for everything that he is. Yeah, but obviously they're in the NFC, so so is Seattle, so we don't play each other that often. So kind of can watch and appreciate without them really getting in the way of, uh, you know, conflicts of interest sort of thing. Yeah, so I shake my head because I still suffer from PTSD, PTSD from that, uh, from <laughs> hearing Aaron Rodgers. It's, I'll never draft him, um, mainly, mainly because of the round he goes in, but I just, yeah, you know, he, the, the guy is, is, a, is a legend and the amount of times he's had 10 seconds left on the clock and put his team in a position, position to beat us, both in the playoffs, playoffs and regular seasons, just uh, just amazing. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy it when uh, Green Bay comes to town against Dallas. Although, oh. <laughs> although we, we should we should have beaten at Lambeau a couple of years ago and the, the old uh, did Des catch it uh, stuff that was going oh, on. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not bitter or anything. Not bitter at all. I remember it like it was yesterday. The the disbelief yeah. on my face. Um, right, let's so let's move on. Um, so do you watch? So a bit more closer to home. So do you watch um, any Brit ball? I know you're a big college fan, and uh, I think we covered a bit of, of that, that in the draft. But do you watch? Do you watch any kind of stuff over here, or do you follow anything over here? I, I'm not a big follower of it. Um, I used to have when I used to live in Manchester, where I'm originally from. I um, had a friend who played for the Manchester Titans. Yeah. So yep. I'd, I've been along to watch a couple of their games a few years ago. But just as I was getting into football, really, um, maybe in my first few years. Then he's, he moved away and he didn't play for the Titans anymore and I, I only knew him. So I, I've been to watch a few games, but generally I don't really watch a great deal, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe I should get to watch um, There's a couple of teams down. I live in Brighton now, so there's Sussex um, as well. Yeah. And then there's Brighton as well. They've got teams, so maybe I could get down there if we've got nothing better to do. Yeah, I mean, it's a two weeks. I think finished to say Manchester. Manchester are playing um, up here, up my way in East Kilbride, playing East Kilbride Pirates on 3rd of June, I think. So I'm going to try and get along 
get along to that. Um, did, you hear, did you hear about one of the Cambridge players? There's a Cambridge player that collapsed and died um, last week in, in, in Britball, which was quite obviously obviously really? sad to see, but so thoughts go out to those guys. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a, it's, a, it's a hell of a lot different from college and NFL and it's not, yeah, it's not, never going to be the greatest of standards, but I think... I think it's it's good always fun, always fun to go and watch kind of a local team and just to see the, the stark difference. It's quite funny actually because you see all the referees. The referees are not are not fit at all, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's, you know it's, it, you get it's mainly free entry. It's it's good fun. You know you get to meet different people that you know really the passionate guys um, for American football as well. So you know it's, it's it's a nice crowd. There's no you know partisan stuff. It's just a nice it's a nice day out, and especially if the if the sun's shining, which is not obviously regularly that regular up here, um, it's 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 a, it's a nice way to spend a Sunday. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice to see uh, sort of grassroots football taking off over here, and it's good to get as many people involved. I think that's why a lot of the unis are getting involved in that now. I know Brighton Uni do quite a bit with their yeah. sort of team and things like that. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. It, it, I mean, it's obviously part of the amazing profile of the sport over here, and one may continue really. Yeah. Okay. So then, before we get you out here, then the question I give to everyone before they before they shoot off: uh, if if NFL or American football disbanded tomorrow, what would you do on a Sunday? Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's been part of my lifestyle now for such a long time. Uh, you you know you're in this uh, summer period where you just miss it so much. Yeah. Um, I just I, like I said at the top of the show, I, I'm a bit of a sports junkie, so I just find them. Sports watch, I think <laughs> it's a bit of a boring answer, but uh, yeah. Well, it, it kind of beats uh, it beats else. it beats the the regular answer that I get of uh, drowning my sorrows. <laughs> but so I suppose you'd you'd probably yeah. do that do it at the same time as watching another sport anyway. But um, cool, uh, Lee. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, that was the LA Chargers there, and we'll, no doubt we'll have no, you on again soon. And um, to ch- to chat, I, I suppose we'll chat fantasy at some point, or we'll chat um, current going on near towards the end the start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Cool. We'll be back anytime. Lovely stuff. And, um, you know, if you want to catch any of Lee's stuff, uh, he writes for us uh, on the website. He has a couple of articles. Um, what was your most recent? It was the, it was the quarterbacks, wasn't it? Was your most recent one? Who, which one was he the field yeah, first? Yeah, looking at who will get on the uh, field first out of the big five quarterbacks that were taken. Yeah. Uh, so if you, want to, if you want to catch that, that is on uh, the website, full10yards.com uh, forward slash blog. Uh, but that would do it for us, Lee. I'll be in touch soon, and do you take care of yourself in the meantime? Yeah, take care, Tim. Speak to you soon. Cool. Good to be back. So that was Lee Wakefield there talking all things Chargers. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, just before we go, just to let you know, next week uh, we'll be doing some AFC South. Uh, we will have uh, Aaron coming on the show to talk about the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, our Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and we'll also have Caleb. Talking about some Titans, so if you're a fan of those teams or you enjoy the the series of my teams, uh, hashtag my teams, my thoughts, uh, get in touch with the show at Full 10 Yards on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook as well. Uh, full 10 yards at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch. If you want to come on the show, talk about your team. There are plenty of teams out there that we still need to talk about, so if you feel like you want to hear your own voice and be on iTunes and be famous uh, to some extent, um, get in touch with the show. We'll, we'll be uh, glad to have you on. And also, just obviously, you know, we're still having the race to 500 followers. I think we're over 100 now, uh, and 110 or so on Instagram. So thank you for all those people. If you follow us on social media, uh, if you've got any friends that listen to the show or you want to get them into the show, get them following as well so that we can give away a free NFL jersey when we get to 500. But I'd say really appreciate you listening, really appreciate you tuning in and listening to my dulcet tones. We'll see you next week, and in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.